1: It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a baker's assistant and I love film. As Abraham Lincoln once said, ''The ballot is stronger than the bullet.'' And Batman Forever is marginally better than Batman and Robin. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. And this week my guest is the brilliant comedian, writer and actor, Athena Kublenu. Lots of exciting new shows coming up, but the next live podcast will be taking place on April 7th at the Brighton Podcast Festival, and I suggest you get tickets fast because it's going to be a cracker. Follow me on Twitter at Brett Goldstein and on Instagram at Goldstein to keep up to date with all live shows and my stand-up gigs. If you do enjoy the show and want to support it and get more content... Please come join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you'll get extra guest questions, videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week there's a full extra 15 minutes with Athena where we discuss a lot of things including greatest opening sequences and how Sandra Bullock changed her life. Best of all, if you become a Patreon member, you don't even have to hear this bit about becoming a Patreon member. You get the episode completely unencumbered, no ads, no stuff like this. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, here we go. I saw Athena do a set at the best comedy festival in the world, MacFest, and I thought she was excellent. And I wanted to get her on the show for a while. We recorded this episode literally days after she had just given birth to her daughter. Athena texted me when I told her I was putting this episode out now. She said she doesn't remember being able to string sentences together for it. But I don't think you will notice. I think she was excellent. Anyway, enjoy the episode. That is it for now. And I very much hope you enjoy episode 32 of Films To Be Buried With. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. Thank you. I am Brett Goldstein oh, and I am joined <laughs> today by a hit actor, a writer, a stand-up and a brand new mother literally weeks ago. Please welcome to the show the brilliant Athena Coupland. Yes. Perfect. Now, a couple of things I'd like to say about you. Sure. If I may. Uh, I first saw you do stand-up, because I went to see uh, my friend Amy Annette, and Amy Annette...
2: MacFest! That's when we first met!
1: MacFest. Yes! You, Amy Annette, and Bisha Ali were doing a threes-up, and I didn't know you two, but I knew Amy Annette, and you were fucking, I mean, you were all fucking brilliant, but you were brilliant, and I thought, oh yeah, she's good, this one, and the other thing I want to say about you is, you have had a baby, congratulations, You you had a baby... Seven weeks ago?
2: Yes, seven weeks ago. So she's yeah, just over seven weeks old now.
1: Congratulations. Thank That's you very beautiful. much, yeah. But what is interesting is to me is that I'd emailed you to ask you to be on the show, and you said, yes, I'm about to have a baby, but it should be fine. Let me sort <laughs> out some dates. And I thought, I'm never going to hear from her again. And then I believe you emailed me on the day you'd given birth or something, and I thought, you must be high on drugs. And you were like, it's fine, actually, I feel fine. <laughs> I could come tomorrow. I own. probably
2: was dry, high, but I'm, yeah. I normally am, so it was like, no, I'm not. Right. Actually no, I'm. I don't know. I'm a very. I tend to overpromise, right? <laughs> um, but I also overpromise and just deliver.
1: You yeah, know? Yeah, well, you're uh,
2: here. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I must have said something. I'm about to have a baby, so give me a couple <laughs> of weeks. But then I should be okay. Um, yeah, and, and I
1: said, don't, don't rush. You know, obviously, see how it goes. And I think day one, you were like, it's fine. It is fine, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> but
2: I'm—it's fine. But I'm very lucky because my baby is pretty chilled out at the moment. Right? You know, she, I always say to people, she only cries when she's hungry or naked. So those <laughs> are those are very easily rectified situations. We're very similar. You know. Yeah, she takes after the dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't cut that, keep it in um, <laughs> no, So that's quite, you know, that's easy enough um, And other times when she's crying She's just fussing because she can't see her mobile Or because I've changed a channel So that's kind of easy And I'm at home with somebody who does all the cooking and cleaning To the point where I'm actually dying to, like, do some cooking and cleaning Oh, like, really? I'm, yeah, because I'm a fairly, I like to do stuff I don't really like to be waited upon You know, that my time for that will come you know, but yeah. not right now. So when you have that and you're just with the baby, you've they're surprisingly easy to manage. So we need the support. So, so what I'm saying is if you're putting off kids, um, don't do that. They're really easy if you got to support. Have kids. Don't oh. worry about that. Have kids. Okay, Yeah. Uh, that concludes you're probably, this podcast. You're probably worried about like, the stress. No no, yeah. no, 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 just get someone to do the washing and the cooking. That's the thing. That's right. the that's the hard thing. This is not what your podcast is about. No, the, I, well, it is now. The hard thing is because you're dealing with a baby, you can't do with anything else. So yeah. it, it's the housework, it's the cooking, it's the shopping. So if you can get that stuff sorted, <sighs> babies are just great fun. Mate, so They're I just fun. need a
1: full time worker? Yeah, house? you need
2: a full time worker. Um, I think they call them mums. Mums. <laughs> I think that's what they call them. I think, which actually I'm a mum. Oh no, that yeah. doesn't work because I might have to do that. Scratch that. What this I've told you is no. Not but since.
1: you're you're like twenty years, twenty, thirty years away from this. Yeah, but from just, that
2: route. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't want this podcast to come back to haunt me. <laughs> I want my daughter to play it to me and say, "Excuse me, yeah. you said in this podcast that mums do all the work. So yeah, you might have to cut that.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I mean, quite amazing. And is it, is this like, can I ask this? And I don't mean this only because I know. You can ask little. it, I'll
2: answer it. <laughs> yeah. Is this
1: like the first time you've been out? Have you been out a lot, away oh, from no, the baby? Oh, no, I've been out a
2: lot. Yeah, no, away from the baby, not a lot, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's just probably this, this is actually borrowing a couple of um, hospital visits that were unplanned. That wasn't a big oh, deal, okay. but I had to just get some stitches sorted out. You're uh, right uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you shouldn't say things like that without, because it's not a big deal, but it sounds like a big deal. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the second time I've been out without her. Both work-related. Um, that's how ambitious I am yeah. is <laughs> that's, it a, that's is how it, hungry I am guys is it yeah. a
1: relief or is it like
2: no it's um, actually quite it? um, I think at the moment I'm spending all my time with her yeah. so when she's not with me I'm like there's something missing <laughs> yeah. you know I'm like it's, it's like leaving the house without your trousers on it's yeah. like so yeah I do feel a little bit and I feel bad because I didn't move in with my mum to her to do childcare stuff but yeah. I've literally been like yeah just popping out seeing a few hours but she likes it too she likes having her alone time with with the grandchild but, yeah, I don't necessarily enjoy being away from her, but I think it's a healthy thing to do.
1: I think it's good because it means you've got you've got new stories first. You know, she'll be like, what have you been up to? And you'll have, like, if you've been hanging out all the time.
2: Yeah, and also... What, what
1: do you say? when? Yeah. How was your day? Do you know uh, what I
2: mean? Uh, exactly. And she's very interested in my day. Yeah. yeah she's a very selfless child. <laughs> like... Get that nipple out of my mouth, Mum. You <laughs> tell me about how Brett is. Tell me about nice. Tell me man. about the
1: podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. So she's she's good like that. But if you're around the baby all the time, you, it's not great. You just you lose your vocabulary because the only words you know are Oh, cookie. G- oh, g- you, you know <laughs> you, you lose. You stopped forming complete sentences. Yeah. So it's quite healthy, I think, to get out. And also, it's I have to get used to asking people to do things for me when you uh, right. when you're yeah, when yeah. you're a parent you have to get used to whether you're in a kind of situation where you're with your partner or you could be in the most heteronormative you know uh position where you've got all the help in the world, but you have to ask for the help, which is quite a hard mm. thing to do. we're not used to it yeah so I'm definitely not used to it so to ask for help is that like, it's quite good to get the practice in so can you watch her uh, for a couple of weeks
1: yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever so man that's interesting uh, uh do you like films?
2: Do I like films? Yeah. Funny you should ask that. Yeah, yeah, I do like films. Are you into that? Into yeah, films? I'm into films. I like films. Who doesn't? Even some people. Ri- I monsters. Think, yeah. If they, well, if they do, they do like films. They just don't like good ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I used to go out with the guy who didn't like films, and the, but he thought the Fast and the Furious was like the best movie ever. Mm. So, in fact, he thought the best movie ever was the remake of Charlie's Angels. It was, you know, the Disney Child one with, um, with Drew Barrymore and them. Like, yeah. So. He liked films, he just liked rubbish films. So it's like you're not going to like movies if you only like rubbish movies, if that makes sense. Yes. So they just need an education, that's what it is.
1: Um, so, do you go to the cinema and stuff? I do go to cinema. Something... I went to the
2: cinema. Um, I, my baby loved it when I was pregnant. Uh, oh, she yeah. loved going to the cinema. Yeah, she would bounce. Bat- well, she either loved it or hated it because right. I couldn't tell because she was in me. But she used to bounce around loads to the what point where. What films was she into? She was into Crazy Rich Asians. Oh great! She really liked that, and she liked Black Landsman too. Those oh, are her two great favorite movies. Taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went nuts for crazy for Crazy Rich Asians. I think you know that movie just made me really hungry because <laughs> the shots of the food—it was like MasterChef, but like on a big screen. It was phenomenal. So I got quite excited whilst watching it. So I think she got quite excited
1: whilst watching that, uh-huh. based
2: on that. And she liked Black Landsman too. So yeah, she's got a taste already. I'm
1: That's really that. good. Yeah. That is a really good baby. Mm. I mean, Black Handsmen's maybe my film of the year.
2: It's a great film, and I wasn't—I mm. don't know why I wasn't expecting it to be good. I think sometimes with Spike Lee, your expectation be super high. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it can just—I don't know—you can get lost in the the Spike Leeism of the movies. Does that make sense? Yes. It you go, Spike
0: Lee
1: it must be
2: good. Uh, but I really like Black Landsman. because it, it had a really nice sense of humor about it, it was funny. and it was really undramatic, it, and it mm. was really satisfying. It was so nice to watch a movie that had a satisfying ending in this in this economy. Yeah. We need uh we need things to just work out. So Yeah. In fact, because of that, I'm gonna change one of the answers to my questions.
1: Oh great. Yeah. All right. Um oh Athena. What? I've forgotten to tell you something. What? Oh god, it's really bad that I haven't told you this. Alright. Uh, oh, especially with all that's going on. Oh I should have told you this up top. Oh, <laughs> I'm
2: dying to know now, whatever oh, you told god, me.
1: I, I don't even know how to put it it's, it's, I, I hope you're gonna be alright with it, but oh shit. Well, but I'll just, well, I'll just come out of it, I guess. Um, you've died?
2: Oh, no. You died. I'm when sorry. did I die?
1: D- now. Like, how did you die? <sighs>
2: how did I die? I died yeah. um, as a 97-year-old. Mm. Having, yeah, because I, you know, but having done drugs all week.
1: Because I don't
2: really do drug, I don't like being out of control, I'm a control freak, but it would be like ecstasy on a Monday, ketamine on a Tuesday, cocaine on a Wednesday, heroin on a Thursday, you know, uh, meth on a Friday, so that way, that's the best time just to find out what it's like to be that high. On those drugs,
1: and then you died from an overdose, or just your body exploded? What probably, yeah,
2: just what, just an overdose, really, an overdose. Okay. Eventually, after a week of that, I'd mm. I'd like to think it was an overdose. I'd hate to do a week of that and it run over run over by a car. <laughs> 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 that'd, just, that'd be really uh, like really that. silly. But actually, well, maybe that would be a great way to do to, to do all those drugs and still not die. So tell yeah. me the order
1: again: ecstasy, e- ecstasy. Oh, was there an order? Yeah. I was just, it was ecstasy well, on Monday. Ketamine on Tuesday, cocaine, uh, cocaine on Wednesday, heroin on Thursday. and then meth. Yeah, and then the meth. You yeah. went running like a mad person into the street and you got um, hit by a
2: car. Yeah, that, that sounds like a nice way to go. I, I think, think that's great,
1: yeah. to be fair. I, I mean, I'm, I'd be up for that way of dying.
2: I'm, I'm just intrigued to know what those drugs feel like. The only thing i do is alcohol.
1: Right. So um, I'm
2: probably missing out on something because people yeah. become millionaires of that stuff. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. So it must be pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's what. But I But yeah, say 297. that's my... So that's how reference. I died.
1: It's a great death. Do you worry about death?
2: Mm,
1: not especially. No? I'm
2: quite risk-averse. So that's probably why I don't worry about death because I'm, I take every precaution <laughs> to not die in my life.
1: But that would suggest <laughs> you're worried about death. No, no,
2: no. I'm risk-averse. That's different. I'm worried about dying
1: right.
2: because I've got stuff
1: to do. But I'm okay. not worried about death. Right, you know, okay.
2: Like imagine on the way here... If I didn't take those precautions, then mm. I wouldn't have made it. Then we wouldn't be having that conversation. This conversation.
1: So you worry more about missing out on life, but yeah. you know death itself doesn't scare you.
2: Um, no, I'm not especially worried about it. In fact, death in many ways is great because you finally get the answers to yeah. all of the questions.
1: I'm going to tell you uh, some good news. Good news, excellent. There is an afterlife, <gasps> okay. just as we predicted. There's a heaven, and it's great. And they're so pleased to see you. They also saw you at Macbeth. They're huge fans. Oh,
2: brilliant! That got me to heaven. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, excited.
1: But they just want to talk about films. They want to talk about your life through films, right? And the first question they ask you is, uh, "What is the first film you remember seeing?"
2: It's the Animal Olympics. What's Don't it? look like that. okay? No, it's I'm, on I'm every. Cr- it's on every Christmas. Yeah. I've no idea who made it. Mm-hmm. I've no idea where this movie came from. It's just a movie about animals. That partake in sport. And Real it's a animals, cart- not cartoons. No, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's from like, if I could date it, I think it's from the seventies. Okay, but it's the Animal Olympics, and I tried to Google the Animal at Olympi- the Animal Olympics, yeah. and um, I couldn't find. So, so the movie. So I think I made it up, but it's genuinely true, and it's on. I'm sure it's on every Christmas because every Christmas I'm like, oh, the Animal Olympics are on. I'm going to watch this because it reminds me of my childhood.
1: But it but doesn't it, exist on Google.
2: Well, it probably—I'll uh, be honest—it was a lacklustre search. I just <laughs> had a child. Let me let me look at. <laughs> let me look for it now. But it's the animal.
1: Listen, there might be people listening going, "Yes, the Animal Olympics." I have to admit, it's not ringing. Uh, 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 It's a
2: film from the nineteen from nineteen eighty, and ninety-seven percent of people like this movie.
1: Ninety-seven, yeah, that's that's huge. It's a sick movie, man. Um, It's 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 really cool. It's literally animals doing Olympics. Yeah,
2: um, and that's all I can say about it. But I just remember loving it. Wait a
1: second, I'm googling it now. Yeah, you should Google it. Wait a second, I do recognize this. And oh, animal Olympics. Crystal. It's the Animal Olympics. Oh,
2: okay, the Animal Olympics then. Sorry. Oh, if Liz- you said
1: that, I mean, that obviously that's I that why one. I
2: couldn't find it. It's spelt differently. Billy Crystal did a voice in it. Harry Shearer. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Such great taste at such a young oh, age. No wonder it is. This is So but, highly rated. But made by Liz Burger Studios, the the world famous animation studios up there with Disney yeah. and Warner Bros. Disney Brothers. Pixar, her yeah, Liz so That's probably why. But you, so now you, you've got to find that and you'll love it you're, you you had a very unhappy childhood because yeah, you never watched animal, you're me.
1: animal Olympics that was the problem No animal um, Olympics. Uh, I had a very happy childhood I have to say that because my mum and dad listened to this podcast but oh, okay. well, they never showed you the Animal Olympics <laughs> but they so, never showed me that what, how old were you do you remember the details no, of this no
2: I can't remember maybe um, five or
1: six maybe okay. old enough
2: to be conscious of being in front of the TV and watching it and where was this In my living room, in my house. In where? Oh, in North London. Okay.
1: Yeah. And are you an only
2: child? No, I've got a twin brother and an older brother. No shit. So I should have asked my twin if he remembers Animal Universe because we would have watched it together. But I think there's something about, what's the word for when you make animals like humans?
1: Uh, anthropomorphism. Yeah,
2: I wanted you to pretend <laughs> you knew it. There's something about that that children just love, isn't it? And yeah, like, that's why we like the Jungle Book and all that stuff. And not only did they do that thing, they made them do Olympics, and I liked sport.
1: This is a dream <laughs> so, matchup.
2: So this is great. This is like this is like watching sport done yeah. by animals, um, which in any fake like sport is just humans be- pretend to be animals, isn't it? When you think about it, like the long jump. <sighs> That's all we do. We start, rather than like mess about on computers and yeah. writing books. We just actually know we're we're lions racing each other.
1: It's just blowing my mind. Yeah,
2: that's why I liked that. it so much because philosophically, it's just basically humans acting like the animals that they are, yeah. but getting animals act like humans.
1: Wow, there you go. How old is your older brother? Um, How much older I mean than you? Uh, he's thirteen years older than me. Okay, are you close with everyone? Can I ask that?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're a close family. Uh, Where's this going? Nowhere. Is this, is this a podcast first, or
1: therapy? It's a bit of both. <laughs> uh, do, so, do you remember the first time we saw at the cinema?
2: Yeah, um, it would have been the cartoon version of He-Man and She-Ra. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah! Because we used to get dumped. At, I don't know if this is a real memory. We used to get dumped at the cinema yeah. on for the Saturday Club, whilst my mum would do shopping. Right. This is this is a thing. Kids yeah. used to get dumped in places whilst parents went off to do stuff, but not places with supervision. Like <laughs> these were childcare places. These were just anywhere. Yeah. Uh, like go play in the park for two hours whilst I go and do something else. So you can't you can't do that now, um, because of um Trump, I think. I can't remember why. Yeah, right, you got so yeah, it would have been that's the first film I th- remember being in the cinema for. Did you love yeah. it? Yeah, of course. We loved He-Man and She-Ra. Me and my twin brother, yeah, yeah. and we had all the toys. And we used to watch the cartoon every every Saturday morning, every day, really. Um, and it was. And I remember getting feeling really invested in their characters because He-Man and She-Ra were brother and sister, yeah. and I had a twin brother, so that gives you that extra bit of investment um, in the story because you just think, oh yeah, man, like I'm She-Ra, like that's we have so much in common, She-Ra. Let's hang yeah. out. I've got a brother. You've got a brother. You know, I've got knives at home you've got a sword yeah. <laughs> you know that's cool i've got a face you've got a face let's hang out yeah. um so that's the first yeah i don't have any memory of going to cinema before that
1: i mean that's a pretty good start what is the film that scared you the most
2: i knew the answer to this instantly uh, that was the descent
1: oh fucking great
2: film. that's a great film and the only time i've ever Really been scared by a horror movie in the cinema to the point where I remember this clearly. I was watching it with a friend in yeah. the cinema, and after the movie, we couldn't go home because <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I was like, we, I, "I went to her house to have sugary tea <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> because it was um, horrific." And what what was yeah? It was a it's a jump movie. Yeah. It's just got a jump every five minutes, if not every three minutes, <laughs> and it's hideous. And it's um I personally have a I don't have a phobia of it but I think one of the worst ways to die would probably be trapped in a cave underground yeah. or something when you hear about these stories like those kids in Thailand or the Chilean miners I feel mortified for because it's just a horrible way to go just being trapped underground
1: yeah
2: and so it takes that and it adds like kind of fleshy in things. Scary, yeah and also full of women that movie absolutely before before yeah, before it became a thing, to, um, yeah. <laughs> before that's like look, there's women in this movie. It just yeah. was, it was just a movie led by women, um, and a British movie at that. Um, yeah. And they were going to make the descent too. Did they do that? They did do
1: the descent. Oh 2.
2: no, I never watched it. It must have not been
1: very good. It's not terrible, but not it terrible. sort of does. It's a bit like, in a way, like Psycho two or something, where it's not a bad film, but it sort of negates. The first film, because if you remember the ending of the first film, yeah, she's trapped to, there forever, yeah, yeah. It has to sort of break that rule, and it turns out, oh no, she's she's got out.
2: That's what happens. They make these amazing movies and they don't expect them to be successful, yeah, and then they leave them open ended, and or they don't leave them open ended. And when they're successful, they're like, oh, okay, she found the ladder, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the ladder, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, whatever, however, I don't know how, how does she get out? You can you can square uh, it, she
1: just gets out, or they find that someone they People are like searching for them, and they they pull her out, but then she has to go back in. But
2: she's missing like an arm and a leg because they're flesh eating. No, no, she's all right.
1: Oh. But they make her go back in, and she's all traumatized. They? <laughs> they make her go back in. Yeah. all right then. Well, oh, I, left,
2: I left my watch down there. Something like that. Oh, okay.
1: And then they have more more trouble down there.
2: See, why don't they just have a completely new story of the same a bit, like Inside Number Nine, which isn't a movie. Yeah. Have this, have everything be the same, but a different set of.
1: Yeah. Um an like anthology of the Descent. cavers or it's whatever. It's women. Yeah. And it's gonna be scary, but it's a different yeah. thing. Or
2: like fifty years later people go down to the save cave, you yeah. know. Or fifty years ago I like in the that. past. But no, they have to ruin it.
1: Do you normally like horror films?
2: Um yeah, I do. I normally enjoy them, um, but I don't normally get scared by them. I like a good horror movie. Like I still I, I like Scream. I actually I say I like horror movies, I can't think of one that I like. <laughs> Do you like horror movies? I do. Yeah. What's the what am I missing out on?
1: Well, I mean the one that fucked me up with Hereditary.
2: Hereditary, okay. I've not yeah. seen that.
1: But I don't even know if I recommend it cuz everyone so said much. that was
2: a hideous yeah. a hideous movie. It sort of put me off horror movies cuz it scared me. Is not so that bad? I'm going to yeah. watch it. I'm going to make a note to watch it cuz everyone said it was like really scary.
1: I think it but basically I think horror horror is quite horror is like comedy because it either works or it doesn't for yeah. you. And I know people who, who I know people who are absolutely terrified of the hereditary and people who couldn't give a shit. And oh, it's the same sure with, like, movie. Um, Insidious. That oh, was, yeah, yeah. That's yeah,
2: that's, a, that's a really good horror movie. In fact, it's a bit underrated. I don't think people really know about it. Yeah. Um, but that's a, I saw that in a cinema. I saw that with a cinema with a guy who was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it was that cliche of, like, the role reversal. He was absolutely terrified by this movie. Uh, and I, but I could see why he was terrified. Were uh, you he, on a date? Yeah. He was okay. he was my ex, yeah. Um, but I always remember in that movie, I might be making this up, there's a scene where there's a box and we're like, what's in the box? And I've got a phobia of an animal. I'm going to name the animal because I'm so scared of it. I'm okay. scared that if I tell people what it is, they'll tweet me switches okay, of it. Okay. Like, anyway, and I can remember... You mime thinking, it to me? No way, because you're going to say it. it. I, don't, no, uh, I won't tweet you. No, way. Anyway, I'll tell you afterwards when the, okay. when the recording's off and you can tweet it and ruin my life. <laughs>
1: no, I wouldn't
2: Anyway, that. I remember thinking, oh my God, Whenever never I see an empty box, I think that animal's in the box because I'm so scared of that animal, I'm terrified of it. And then in that movie, that animal was in the box. Wow. And I was that so that scared me a bit.
1: I think I know it with the animal and I think my mum has a massive phobia of that animal. <laughs> yeah. I most people that.
2: most normal people do. It's yeah. a very ordinary phobia to have.
1: Because it's a fucking weird animal, to be fair. Let's not talk about all it. All right. right. <laughs> Give it please. Yeah. Um, what's the film that made... Oh, hang on. I do want to know this. Actually, uh, genuinely, if I may. Uh, You're on a date with your ex. He's terrified. You're not. But yeah. he's acting all scared. Does it make you find him more or less attractive?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, possibly a bit less. It... <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> it's, 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 it's I stayed the same. Nothing changed. No, probably less or more. I don't know. I guess in terms of, you always judge people for their... Uh, it's funny, I'm going to talk about this later. In one okay. of but you always judge people for their taste. You can't help yeah. it. So it made me think a bit, this is a bit lightweight. Do you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on. Like, If this scares you, like, wait till, wait till we talk about marriage. You know, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the real scary stuff. So part of me was probably like
1: uh-huh.
2: a little bit like... I think at first I was like, "Oh, this is quite cute," but then when he started shivering and stuff, I was like, yeah.
1: "How? How just... are you going to look after me?" <laughs> exactly. Um... I'm scared of this box. Yeah. <laughs> um...
2: um, so exactly, how are you going to kill the spiders and stuff? In yeah. Um, more or less, I would say. S- <laughs> If I'm going to be accurate, I will say slightly, slightly less. But these things really depend on all these other kind of variables, like where you start off with with the person, yeah. you know, how much you like the other things, you know. But they might be scared of movies, but they might have no fear of other things mm. like um, commitment. So, <laughs> so it, it really depends. This is why, is. if the yeah. film
1: is going to be sad, I go on my own and I do not take. A lady, because if I'm crying, oh no, then if you're crying, that you're
2: makes girl. you hotter. No, 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 really? Crying. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Come off it. If a, if a cry, if a guy sheds, it, well, again, depends on the movie. Yeah. If it's beaches, <laughs> ball away. <laughs> you're not human if you don't cry at that film, you know. But if you know, if it's like I don't know something that with well, no instinct. need, to, yeah. Well, why are you cry? That that means you clearly do not want to be in a relationship with me if you cry during basically. That's not. The heterosexual male reaction to Basic Instinct—that's the movie when we were kids.
1: Yeah,
2: when I was young, like in primary school, that came out. Mm. All the kind of all the horny young boys were like, "There's a movie called Basic Instinct. We gotta watch it." And now we look at it, and that's the tamest.
0: Yeah, (laughs)
2: that's the tamest movie. I think, apart from the leg. Cross. There's nothing... Re- what else happened in that
1: movie? I can tell you. Uh, scene <laughs> by <C>.
2: scene. <laughs> Is that because it made you cry so much? It made me it close i Every to get in touch with your emotions. Yeah. Uh, a movie. Yeah. There were some really crap sexual movies made in the 80s yeah. that were supposed well, to be really sexy. it was really before sexy. the
1: internet. It was before we had... Yeah, do you remember Sliver? I remember Sliver yeah. incredibly well.
2: That's it, and basically every David the Coffin movie ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we did that red shoe dance. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. that's
2: um, I, we were very repressed in the eighties, or like, Americans because they were all American movies. Are very repressed. They just made really bad movies about sex. Yeah, and that made little always boys. with a
1: billowing curtain always. Yeah, some always thought close your window. And it's, it's quite windy out. <laughs> a lot of yeah. The last thing you want whilst you're having sex is a window. It's a cold gust.
2: Wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Just blowing things around. Yeah.
1: We ruin the mood. Yeah. Quite chilly.
2: Can we pull <laughs> the buffet up? You know what yeah. I
1: mean? Yeah. Speaking of uh, crying, what's the film that made you cry the most?
2: Um, Rabbit Proof Fence. Ooh. I bawled my from the days. start of that movie to the end of that movie, I think. That's a. That's a it's a hideous history. And it's really. Yeah. And it's told through the eyes of children. So yeah. what, what you, you know, and it's yeah. What can you anyone who doesn't cry in that movie is probably racist.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but it's tell if anyone doesn't hasn't seen the movie, I do recommend it because it's, it's Peter Weir, right? I, I'm tell with all that kind of stuff. I've no idea who um, directed it or wrote it. An absolute. Uh, but it's great. A, it's supposed to be a true story. Yes. And yeah, and it's really sad, and it's sad because it doesn't have a happy ending. It has a it has a really bittersweet ending. I know it's uh, Philip Noyce. I'm sorry, Philip I Knight, sorry. Yeah, if you I don't know if you remember it, but. Can I? Can we do spoilers? Yeah, we can. It's basically about it's basically about three Aboriginal children, these three girls who are kidnapped and they get taken into like a kind of uh, almost like a workhouse and uh, from their families. Mm. Um, And this place is thousands of miles from where they're originally from. And they decide to escape. um, And the three of them uh, eventually escape. But what happens is, to cut a long story short, two of them make it and one of them doesn't. Mm. And then you cut to the two people who do make it right at the end. And they tell you that the third person actually died. And they talk about how the reason why it's really sad is because of this epilogue, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah, crying yeah. the whole way through it, but the epilogue's terrible because they say it didn't just end there. Because mm. then they had children and these two girls had their children taken away. Um, and it sort, of, it sort of makes you realise, like, it's, uh, it's a story about kind of what happened to Aboriginal people in Australia. And it makes you realise it didn't just happen, like, to one person or one group it happened over generations you know Um, but the way the movie is filmed and the way it's played out on screen it just is heart it's literally heartbreaking Mm. every scene Um, and you want them to succeed so badly and oh the sad thing is you it's got collaborators in it so there are aboriginal men in in the movie that betray them um, which is like quite common I think in these kind of societies where people sort of think it's oh it's sort of Europeans against like the indigenous people but actually the there is advan- there are advantages to people who come onto the side Europeans. Well, it's survival, um, isn't it? I it's suppose. survival, yeah. It's survival, and also they're indoctrinated too, so yeah. they might hate themselves. So they believe that what they're doing is for the greater good. It has ev- everything that's sad about <laughs> everything that's ever happened in the world, yeah. in terms of like colonization and imperialism and racism, um, is is in that movie. Um, and it's not necessarily something that we're that educated about or aware of as well. Kind mm. of other. You know, people know about South Africa. People kind of know about North America, uh, but it's we kind of we know that there's a, there's an awful history attached to the way Australia was colonised, but we don't see it as a colony as such, um, and we don't see it as post-colonial. And I think right. that's why we forget the violence of that history. So yeah, I I pretty much cried throughout the whole of that film.
1: History's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Whenever um... I see, like, the more you learn, the more you go, oh, fuck. They
2: never hell. make movies about. Happy histories. Yeah, well, you know? it, if they do, it's to celebrate something some white dude did, like sea biscuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's usually
1: yeah, one like, person like do, doing a fly yeah, they it's they flied like, a like
2: it's like Apollo thirteen or something yeah. like that. But when it comes to the history of nations and peoples, it's normally just about oppression and death and yeah. injustice and sadness. But yeah, what happens to these three girls is unforgivable. I think the I don't know what's happened to the the two surviving women, but it's it's depressing. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually man, stuck.
1: Sorry. you will stuck crying now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's okay. That's all right. It happens on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> uh, Philip Noyes, the director, also mm. made the film Dead Calm. Did he really? I've not so, seen Dead Calm. A Is a that, would that make me cry? That would not make you cry. No. It's a thriller. Is it? It's, I think, Nicole Kidman's second film. And it's got Sam Neill in. And it's got Billy Zane in. What a great cast.
2: What a a kind of, that is a great cast. Or it would have been at the time. (laughs) It's
1: really, I think. Billy Zane. It's really great. What happened
2: to Billy Zane?
1: I always ask this. What happened to Billy Zane is, he was, should have been massive. Yeah. The theory, I think Jade Adams had this theory and I think she's right, is that he was in Titanic and because everyone loved Titanic so much and he hit Kate Winslet, we never forgave him for it. Really, And that was the end of his, the. We end need of his to history. revisit
2: that. I think we I need to say it's great. I think that that's exactly what he, she deserved to be hit. I found okay. her quite moaning in that movie. <laughs> I found her extremely moaning right yeah. at the end of the movie when she kind of doesn't mm. bother to lift him out from the yeah. from the cold harsh sea. She deserved a smack. Yeah, okay. quite frankly. Um, now I found her whiny and moaning throughout the whole movie, and um, I never lost my love for Billy. Billy, come back. Yeah. Who will be the next Bond? I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What is a film that's meant to be bad? Critically, it's not very well liked. Most people think it's shit, but you're like, I love this film. I don't care.
2: So, I actually have a few of these. Okay. I but I don't think these are critically bad movies. So, okay. so the first one, obviously, is Commando. Right, okay, which that's is a great which is Which is a great film, yes. and I don't understand any critic that doesn't like it. 'Cause yes. it's got all it's got all the best lines it in it. You know when I said i kill you last, I lied, he's dead tired, all that stuff. That's brilliant. Like you it can't it takes a genius about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um also all the actresses and actors in that movie went on to become big things. So what great casting. Yeah. There's a little girl whose name I forget, who's famous now, there's right. obviously Arnie, and there's other people in there who But like, I know that guy. <laughs> you know it's one of those movies. I know that guy. Yeah. So that's and it's just yeah, it's and you if it's on and your channel flicking and commando's on you you found your evening. <laughs> your evening, you're sorted. Good evening set. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. change that channel. Um, so Commanders is a great film. I always watch it if it's if it's on. Okay. Another um, one is I think this is critically a good film. But just in case people aren't aware of how great a movie
1: is The Bodyguard. Uh, yeah, I think The Bodyguard was sort of like a three star. Yeah, critically, but you know. that's not
2: enough. It's a five star movie. Yeah, it's, it, it it's, might be. It's, brilliant it's very good it's a great movie it has the best scenes it's got Whitney it's got yeah. Kevin Costner at his the height of his like powers this is Field of Dreams era oh, I love is, Field of isn't that a great Costner. movie that's one my I love that, I love that film yeah
1: that made me cry can't watch that
2: yeah that is quite sad yeah. it is, it's quite sad the, the James Earl Jones character that's all the pathos is with him really in his, oh, like, in his lost youth it's a beautiful film Field of Dreams hmm. so like Kevin was like a cool guy it's got a great script yeah, has the, it's really it's really snappy. It's, exciting. it's got it's got it's got family jealousy and betrayal. It's got psychos. So yeah, the bodyguard is a form that it's got a I song. Think, it's got a song, It's got loads of songs. Yeah, it's got the best look. In fact, that you don't really get when you watch. You know, when you watch movies like Dream Girls and yeah. stuff, I always feel like they're not that great. They're just glamorous. You hmm. know, they're just like really great singers singing songs, but just like boring, nothing much else happens. Bodyguard is, just a, is actually a really good film. Not, I don't think yeah. films like that get done well very well.
1: Bodyguard has not come up on here, that I, I will accept that as your answer. It's a yeah? good answer. Good. Yeah. Because that's my answer.
2: Well, great. If you didn't accept it, then have to, we'd have to cut it and keep another movie. <laughs> I do have another movie if you want to play. Oh, cut God. It. The Rock.
1: <laughs> I love The Rock. <laughs> Isn't is The
2: Rock a great movie? The Rock is one be, of
1: the great actors. But it
2: plays. can't be like. Critically acclaimed because Nick Cage is in it, yeah, and it's Michael Bay, but it's a really good Michael Bay film, yeah, it's an excellent Michael Bay. It has everything, it's got made up science, (laughs) (laughs) and and Sean Connery, who I always feel like it's a real shame his career petered out, yeah. It kind of, I think he just made a few really terrible films in his as he got older and he just quit because he'd done enough.
1: Do you think it was entrapment?
2: Entrapment, definitely, and the League of Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, s- I
1: think he said he never wanted to make a film again. After yeah, that.
2: but I think he turned down Gandalf. Oh, wow. So that was a that was thing that made me think, I'll oh, forget this business. <laughs> wow. Because you know? that could have been, imagine if Sean Connery had been Gandalf. You know? Yeah. Ian, Ian didn't need it. He he's he already really Magneto. He didn't need it. Spread <laughs> the love in. Do you think there's like a real rivalry between like all the old white, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the old white actors? Well,
1: probably after like Alec Guinness did Star Wars, and when he did Star Wars, he was like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, right. He was and going it made to <laughs> him a billionaire anytime an old white actor gets offered a sort of fancy job. they go, I'll take it. Yeah,
2: they'll do DC. They'll do anything. They'll, yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's so I feel I feel bad because
1: Sean Connery, I think in that movie is great. He is great. And it's also, the thing about The Rock that I like, other than everything, is <laughs> it's uh, a good bad guy. The bad guy's cause is just. Like yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, the mercenary guy. methods are wrong. Yeah. But his point is valid. It's not a boring kind He's of... He's not look. like, I'm going to take over the world. He's like, you owe us for shit.
2: Yeah, it makes the action scenes really, really fun because you kind of kind of root for both of them. Like yeah, it's, yeah, It's all win.
1: Great it, It's film. all win. Uh... What is a film that you used to love, you loved it years ago, and then you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh dear, this has not dated well.
2: Right, don't Mm. hate me, but it's the Blues Brothers. That's just, what's the point of that movie? Nothing happens. Um, I'm not going to hate you.
1: I mean, it's a fair fair plot description.
2: (laughs) I feel nothing happens. And I kind of think there's a lot of 80s movies that are supposed to be Mostly with John Belushi, <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be hilarious. Mm. Like, I don't like what's the college one where they go, yeah, Lampers even Animal a- House. yeah, even Animal House. I sort of watch that and I just think this is just a bunch of people who were given a, a cocaine budget and, <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a bit more money to film something, yeah. and they film it and everyone thinks it's hilarious. But I sort of feel like, with my from, I just think, I don't think it, if I made that movie now, yeah. I just wouldn't work again, like, I don't think I would. But the Blues Brothers in particular, I think for I think what people like are the the kind of imagery that's come out of it. So they remember mm. they, they remember that stupid thing about the sunglasses. Yeah, with dark moon sunglasses, that thing. They remember the suits. They remember the scene with um. Terry uh, Fisher. No, the singer who just died recently. I've got this Aretha is my baby Franklin. Aretha Franklin. This is yeah. my baby ring. So remember that. Yeah. And that's it. But if you watch the whole movie, it's
1: just it's it's like a sketch show, isn't it? It's lots of sort of set pieces and music and it's boring.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not saying all sketch shows are boring. No, no, no. But I'm saying saying it's a a movie, like a sketch show for 90 minutes. There's a reason why sketch shows are like 22 minutes. Yeah. There's a reason why we just watch sketches on YouTube now. Because we can deal with one and then we have to like... You know, live our lives. Yeah, Brievos. I, I don't. But so that's... I think I might have liked it when I was young because everyone else liked it, and I watched that. <sighs> yeah. The other one is the Jungle Book as well. Nothing happens in the Jungle.
1: Book. Hey, hey, what, what? Just,
2: but just, the, just let Disney be, Jungle Book. Let's be clear that nothing happens whoa, in the Jungle whoa, Book.
1: This is unacceptable. Okay, what happens? Now I'm it? angry. What happens? Uh, what happens is? Give uh, me a
2: beginning, middle, and end.
1: Okay, a baby man cub, a yeah, boy man cub, yeah, gets uh, sent down the river, le- left in the jungle. Yeah, wolves find it. Yeah. Raise it as their own. Yeah, grows up a bit. Now he's like interested in stuff. Wants to get out. <laughs> Shere Khan, who's a tiger, wants to kill the man Why? Because the man. All right. Obviously, stuff happens in <laughs> Loads of shit happens. But
2: it doesn't feel like loads of stuff happens. It just feels like it, it could be better.
1: I think. <sighs> I'm afraid I cannot accept that. Answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, my answer is the Blues Brothers, but Fine, second place can... is Jungle Book, which I feel is an overrated Disney movie. <sighs> It, I feel I like it moves far too slowly, and I don't like the songs that much. It's oh other than the b- other than Blue's song, which
1: is quite good. Jesus Christ! Uh, and I'm and the animal
2: that I hate is in it too, which I can't deal that's
1: with. That's true. Yeah, the animal you hate is in it. Yeah, and okay, if that's your re- if that was your if, if that's your reason for not liking Jungle Book, because the animal you hate, is in it, <laughs> then that's okay. But if your reason is because it's boring, unacceptable.
2: Uh, I think it's it's slightly dull as well. Huh? <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. I uh, social get... services
2: are going to take my child to me. Yeah, like... <laughs> I really get angry at <laughs> you this You don't show. like the jungle, what's wrong with you? This child's going to grow up in a, in a house
1: without a jungle. Book. I will be making a report at the uh, end. Yeah, do that, I dare you. Uh... Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. <laughs> what is the film that has the most meaning to you? Not necessarily because the film itself is any good, oh. but because of the experience you had around watching it. it. Might have been a first date, might have been the day you got a job, might have been the day you lost a job, but you'll always remember that film because of that thing.
2: So initially when you hear my answer you're going to be disappointed, right? Cuz my answer is white chicks. I love white chicks.
1: <laughs> I love white chicks. <laughs>
2: White Chase is a terrible movie. It's it's really bad. Agree to disagree. Yeah. It's 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 bad for lots of reasons. But um yeah. but the reason why I liked it is because I watched it with someone who at the time I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we were just like channel flicking it's like, oh my god I love this movie <laughs> like, but he, li- he didn't like it in an ironic way no. no he liked it in a kind of this film is hilarious this is yeah. the funniest and bear in mind like you know I make people laugh for a living yeah. so when you find something funny that's not particularly funny that bo- that bothers me <laughs> a lot you know I don't like that but then I really liked this guy and I remember thinking to myself wow let- let's say um, I can't remember how I met him I think I met him through workplace dad right. used to have a lot of jobs and I remember thinking wow if I'd if he had like a Tinder profile and his Tinder profile said I like white chicks, I'd have been like, swipe, get out of my smartphone, get off my screen, go, be gone, yeah. right? And I, remember the, and I would never, he was actually quite an intellectual dude, like, I would never have put this movie on him, and he genuinely liked it, he was pissing himself laughing, even at, um, the dude's dancing in, yeah, yeah that, that bit's quite good. Actually, that, but the, when he's dancing. In the, I'm with your, yeah. I'm with your guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you his number. You can have a great time. <laughs> yeah. with him. We can um, have a Wayne's movies. Yeah. Marathon. And I, I kind of like the Wayne's brothers and stuff. Like I think their stuff is cool, but that yeah. movie is just shocking. Um, but I am thinking, stuff, wow, like you can't judge people by taste. I mean, that, I got a lot of learning out of that because I was like, if this is all I had known about you, yeah. well, you would not be here right now eating my food, drinking my drink using up my heating bills (laughs) or whatever. But I I thought, oh, this is like, this is interesting. Like, I remember thinking about how everyone right now is meeting people online Mm. and they're saying, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. But it's actually like, it takes a long time to like somebody, you know, and it takes more than just kind of like um, what we currently base meeting people on. And I remember thinking, wow, this is a dude I've met in a very traditional way. (laughs) (laughs) He does something that in another, in another, if I'd met him in another fashion, I'd have been like, next... And I've been like, I need to upgrade you. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, we're not together now, obviously.
1: How long does it last post White Chicks?
2: <sighs> Couple of years. Okay. Yeah, so maybe you less think than
1: that. Th- having been through that, but now you're not together, do you think, are you sticking with you can't judge someone based on their taste?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And if anything, it's good to have different tastes to mm. the person that you're dating or hanging out, even with your friends, I think.
1: Um. That's good. So white chicks made you see the world yeah, differently. Which,
2: yeah, it made me think. Oh well, th- here's a guy I really respect, and he likes one of the worst movies that have ever been made. <laughs> so what, <laughs> you know, maybe I have to rethink my rethink my opinion of him. Well, not rethink it. Maybe just accept that he likes white chicks.
1: Yeah, I went to see a uh, the worst. I think it's the worst reviewed Adam Sandler film. Yeah, <laughs> which that's uh,
2: not. You have to narrow it down a it's bit. It's called
1: That's My Boy, <laughs> and it's um. I think it's also the only one that's like R rated, and it's got lots and lots of jokes that are very inappropriate and stuff. Uh, and the setup is he was uh, fiddled by his teacher when he was a kid, but God, his teacher Lord was Christ Susan Sarandon him. And because his teacher was fit, he's sort of grown up to be a legend. He's like, You fucked Mrs. Whatever. That's like his. How did
2: these experience. films get greenlit? I just don't know how was, you even start writing a film like that. And if you just keep going, that sounds amazing.
1: I went on a date with a woman who I had a relationship with for some time, and uh, I, it made me. She laughed so much at <laughs> this film; <laughs> she was crying with laughter, and it uh, it made me love her. I was, I really enjoy, it, made, it also made me really enjoy the film. So I was like, I don't know if I'd have enjoyed this in any other circumstance, <laughs> but the fact that you are cry, like on the floor, crying <laughs> with laughter, it really. Did you
2: pay for the ticket? Yeah. Oh That's good then. What what was happening there as you were going, this wasn't a waste of my money. That's all was happening. There's a, Even you telling me the synopsis of that movie is making the bile in my stomach <laughs> ev- <laughs> boil and you can see it evaporating from my mouth. It's just, I mean, come on. So just to be clear, yeah. a boy is sexually harassed uh, I mean, it, abused by yeah. a teacher, and he becomes famous because the teacher was hot.
1: Yeah, that's the setup. And, and, wh- and then he's his... Adam Sandler becomes Adam Sandler, and he's like a local legend.
2: Right, uh, and he it doesn't end with him sending Seeking him to tears. Therapy. No, it doesn't no. end that way, does it? No, it ends uh, he
1: goes to visit her in prison, and eventually she comes out of prison. She gets get caught. Together. Oh, oh yeah, she does go God. to prison for it. But then she comes out at the end, and they still have it for each other.
2: Well, so. there's something in there about an older woman. Being the love interest. It's a shame that she has to be (laughs) a a, a paedophile. But small steps. Yeah. Yeah, Small steps towards equality. Yeah, blind And it's called That's My Boy. That's My
0: Boy. See, it's funny. Yeah.
1: Right. uh, What is the film that you thought was the sexiest?
2: Um, Easily Layer Cake.
1: Really? Layer Cake? Daniel Daniel Craig. Daniel
2: Craig's really hot in that movie.
1: Daniel Craig okay, You need to watch Matthew it Boyce. Watch
2: it again now I've told you he's really hot in that movie. And yeah. you'll be like, actually, he's really hot in this movie. But first of all, I think it's a great film anyway. It's one of my right. favourite British movies, I think.
1: Okay, uh, it's a good
2: one, actually. It's okay. a good film. I think it's probably, again, it's one of those films that I guess people forget about. It's not one of those massive, like Lockstock or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's, got great, it's got great scenes. It's really funny. The Cockney is hilarious. Yeah. The one who was in EastEnders. I've really bad with names. Anyway, there's a funny guy in it used to be senders right. and he's a cockney and he's funny in it. Uh, it's got guy, I guess guy from Brookside in it. Right. So that's yeah, clever cool. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but Daniel Craig's really hot in it. And he, he spends the whole movie just being hot, walking around in like little tight t-shirts, acting, <laughs> you know, acting stressed out. Um Is that is
1: that what makes it hot? Well, just acting so stressed. Yeah, it's so stre- sexy. yeah, in that, stressed in that kind of,
2: in that kind of tense kind of way. Right. Yeah at the time i think that was the movie that the bond producers saw that yes. made him think he's going to be james bond and then when you when you watch the movie again knowing that information mm. you're like oh my god yeah of course and the way he the way he runs around with his gun he does that thing that james bond done with with the gun which you know that thing where he's like
1: yeah I'm doing it on. She but you, just did a really good mime of. Oh. Uh, I would describe it as uh, <laughs> gun fingers. Yeah, hiding behind them and then popping her head out. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah, that's what James Bond does a lot. Um, like like you're hiding behind your gun. They're still going to see you, but <laughs> it looks good on film, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, I just he's hot in that movie. There's not much more to say about the fact that I fight Daniel Craig and so like, you then, that movie. You must
1: have lost your shit when James Bond happened then. Um, or is it less sexy than Layer Cake?
2: No, less sexy than Layer Cake. He's never... He's because, not stressed. Because, because the plots of James Bond now are so convoluted, I don't mm. have time to fancy him. I'm too busy trying to figure out who I'm supposed to hate. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what's happened in any yeah. Bond movie ever since Daniel Craig was James Bond. All I know is that lots of people die. The body count is sharp a lot. Yeah. Um, and, well, that's all. I don't understand Bond movies anymore. They're really convoluted, um,
1: but Daniel Craig's hot. I think I've never understood them. I think they're always far too complicated, and I'm often like, what's happening?
2: Um, they've gotten way more complicated, though, to the point where they, he'll kill someone. i like, I thought that guy was your mate. <laughs> I don't what's going on. Or they'll just suddenly be in a new country, in a in, in a noose climate. <laughs> yeah. Why are we are in a desert now? This makes no sense. <laughs> Where's your suitcase? Uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, so I think that Bond movies are just expensive now, aren't they? They are. They're expensive. just kind of like expensive. They just spend money on stuff.
1: Can I ask you the side character question? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, it's a uh, troubling bone is worrying widons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there a film that you found uh, sexy that you felt I probably shouldn't?
2: Not that I shouldn't, I think, justify. It. Every woman who is, is heterosexual will probably say the fox in Robin Hood, obviously. Lovely answer. Everyone says that um, because it's true.
1: If I, I Listen, I like Maid Marian. Yeah. I like the fox, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> very attractive couple. They're,
2: they're very attractive. And also, what they go through it kind of sets you off. That's what relationships should be like. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's really romantic. A bit of um, Yeah. And if, I don't know why the fox is hot in it. But the fox just is. So mm. maybe it's his teeth. He's got a nice smile. <laughs> got I don't know. A smile. Yeah, I was also gonna say Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings simply because he is he is an elf.
1: Right. <laughs> he's got pointy ears. Yeah.
2: Because I don't fancy him when he's not an elf. Yeah. He's not my type when he's like Orlando Bloom. When he's the elf, I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> look, at he ride, look at the way he's riding that horse. Like, yeah. yeah, but he's got you know he looks like an elf. He's got pointy ears. He's got like, he wears green? Like mm. all elves should. I wouldn't say green is particularly good color on on men but in general. On him, it, it works. Yeah, and he, well, and Robin Hood's very green. He's he's got, like a green. Yeah, and he's got he's got long blonde Pamela Anderson hair, which yeah. is not my thing normally, ever actually. Right, but he is on him as an elf. I'd do that. Mine. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was. But the fox would be the most embarrassing one for me because he's obviously an animal.
1: Um, uh, animal Olympics. We're heading back to the start. Yeah, of but that I didn't.
2: Long. I didn't really have a crush on them. But I was quite yeah. young when I watched Animal Olympics. Was possibly formative.
1: Yeah. Uh, what can I ask you? One thing going back on the James. One thing that I can't stop thinking about is that you said. That Daniel Craig looks looks hot, and he's wearing a t-shirt, and he's stressed out.
2: <laughs> is that because you're wearing a t-shirt now and you're stressed? No, <laughs> oh I'm just God, thinking the <laughs> No, I'm like,
1: it's funny that a man being stressed out is a, is your. I think
2: I'm probably using the wrong word. What I think, do you mean? Because basically, the whole movie is about him thinking someone's trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah. So he's running he's around. Really stressed. Yeah. So he's running around. Who's trying to kill me? But in doing that, he does very manly things, right. like in that in that in a very kind of heteronormative way of mentioning men. So he runs around killing people, mm. punching people, holding. Off against walls, going yeah. way out, um, doing dodgy dealings. So I think it's the things that his stress makes him do that makes you go, oh my god! If only a man would do that kind of stuff for me, you know, that'd be amazing. <laughs> only man thought I was yeah. going to kill him and went
1: around killing people, yeah. throwing against walls, and and throwing him and against
2: walls um, taking the, and like he does, he drinks and does drugs in a very kind of hot way. there's that thing where he puts <laughs> the he puts the the kind of the paracetam on the table and he crushes it with glass and he put then he puts the powder into the whiskey and drinks the whiskey. Yeah, that's kind of hot. In a kind of man way. He does very, it's, an, it's a great film filled with cliches that, and the film's so good you don't realize they're cliches until you talk yeah. about it. I can talk about it now. I'm like, God, this film's full of cliches. And also, he gets beaten up, which is quite a, a hot thing for to happen to a guy. Yeah. Not so much, you know, the Bond movie where he gets tortured. Yeah. Not that far. That's too far. But he gets, he gets a good um, pistol whipping. And women, we do like it when men get pistol whipped. Why is that? Oh, it's it's just nice seeing a guy get a pistol witch, isn't it? No, because we (laughs) want to look after you and put plasters on you and Uh, stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might. Am I talking sense?
1: Well, I think there's a I scene. So. I'm aware there is a scene that I think is is very like. Uh, it's always seemed sort of romantic to me, but I think it plays on that in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. When Indiana Jones is like injured and she's When is does it hurt?
2: Where yeah. does it hurt? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, here, here,
1: here, and it's a really nice.
2: That is so. Well, everyone, I will always say that Harrison Ford's, like one of the like such a great action movie hero because he's always gets hurt, yeah, and injured, and he's always vulnerable. And it's just play, he does that so well. And that, it is like, I think it plays well in terms of being attracted to the guys because you just want to nurse them. You know, yeah. when Daniel Craig's getting his head smashed in by a freezer, in a, by a freezer door, you're like, oh no, yeah. don't do that to Daniel. Oh, leave him oh, alone. He's leave, really Charles yeah, uh, trying to kill him, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, you know, and yeah, and there's lots of movies where he's getting, there's lots of parts in that movie where he's been misunderstood. Right. So you're like, you're totally on his side. It's like, no, listen to him. Stop. Beating him up. I get him. He's trying to tell you something. Yeah. yeah. And it's got a great ending, which wasn't in my... Yeah, good ending. Uh, it's got a good ending. And, and I'm so glad they didn't make a layer cake too.
1: Yeah, because they would have had to do a descent to and change
2: yeah, the ending. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that it just exists as a piece of art in, mm. in history as a kind of a decent movie. And it's got, it's got a great soundtrack too. Yeah. On, the, on a side
1: note. Uh, it's a good answer. I will accept it. Um, what is the film that you most relate to?
2: Um, it took me ages to think out an answer yeah, this, and then I suddenly, one. it is a tricky one, and my answer is Black Panther.
1: Great answer. Is it, it, can you tell me more, please? Can I
2: tell you more? Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you more. Why can I relate to it? On lots of levels. First of all, it's, I think it's a really multi-layered movie, probably more so than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. I think you have to think about it, but it's got this whole theme running through it of kind of like being from somewhere, but taking from that place and having to kind of have a relationship with the place you're from, even though you're not from there that makes sense, which is a big part of Killmonger's struggle because his struggle is that.
1: Great bad guy. Yeah, great, Great, yeah. Totally justified bad guy.
2: Justified bad guy that you totally sympathize with. And in many ways, Killmonger's solution in the movie is totally correct. It's kind of like, why don't we, we've we've, this really powerful nation, why don't we use our our powers and our expertise and our technology just just, to get our own back, so to speak, and to take back what's ours Mm -hmm. um, as violently as it was taken from us. And it's like, ah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about. <laughs> right. Can't I can't argue with it really. Um, and it's relatable in the sense that it, I think what plays out in Black Panther with the uh, uh, Black Panther's character with Killmonger and also with Black Panther's girlfriend, who um, so so uh, Lupita's character, yeah, um, is kind of like the three approaches to how you deal with being a post-colonial person in a post colonial country or in a, or coming from a post colonial country and living in uh, somewhere like America or the UK or Europe or whatever. And it's nice to see that played out in like a really fun way yeah. because it's entertaining uh, but it's not depressing because we were talking about how history movies are always yeah they just always make you cry because they're so depressing. It's quite nice to see that conversation in a in a kind of a slightly more exciting uh, context and sort of
1: optimistic as well, and
2: yeah, very optimistic as well. And it's it doesn't it doesn't portray kind of the idea of Africa as some as something that is suffered for having contact with Europeans. It portrays the idea of, Africa, of what Africa could have been if there was no contact, yeah, uh, which is what it was, but before you know pre-colonialism or pre-European kind of because before colonialism there was just general exploitation. Right. Uh, so it's a really enjoyable film in that sense, and you do think. I think the conversation that came out of the movie was who do you agree with? Do you agree with Peter? Do you yeah. agree with Killmonger? Do you agree with Black Panther? And the interesting thing was most people didn't understand Lepita had a, a role in having a third way because it's kind of a, it's a commentary, I think, on, on how kind of men overtake kind of yeah. the voice of women. So throughout the movie, she's going, hey, why don't we do this? And yeah. Black Panther's going, look, we're too busy, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, then you've got Killmonger going, well, this is, this is what my ambitions are. And actually, Lepita's third way in the movie is, I think, a sensible way, uh, which is to do, do a bit of both. Um, and what I, think, what I think is really annoying about the movie is that the way it ends. It ends with Black Panther taking responsibility for things that America should be taking responsibility for, mm. right? Which is which is really interesting, and it's sort of saying that we can't. What it's saying is you can't expect these countries that exploited you to fix your situations. So it, there's, a, there's a there's a bit of a pan Africanist message at the end which is really subtle because it just looks like a nice ending when you think yeah. about it what it's saying is maybe if we all have a similar history of displacement maybe we need to bypass the states that are supposed to be looking after us and maybe we need to think of uh or think of a way in which we can support each other um without needing the states to do what they're supposed to do because you know america should be looking after that particular yeah. project that killmonger came from and Building a basketball court or the school, whatever the hell yeah. they're going to do, right? But if they're not going to do that and they never will, and that's never happened, it never will happen. What's the alternative? So the alternative. So I liked the way I, I just. So I liked the messages of pan Africanism. I liked the way it portrayed the different ways we can respond to uh, being descendants of oppressed people. And I liked the movie in itself as a whole. As a whole, um, and it's like a great feminist piece too. Um, yeah, because all, all the women are like you know the the, the women kids. that are are in the, the army is made up of women. Well, yeah. What can you say? You know, it's amazing. So it was relatable because it had a really intellectual conversation, which you don't often get from Marvel movies.
1: Yeah, and also it sort of has a sim similar. I feel the same similarly about Get Out, which on paper the themes of Get Out are like an Oscar-winning, heavy, depressing film about racism, and and it's so like you could if I told you if I said to you what Get Out. The subtext would get out, yeah. and you go, oh, God, that sounds like a boring film. <laughs> and it's, it's so really, fun. It's really
2: entertaining. Yeah. It's
1: so fun. And the same with Black Panther. You go, God, fuck, there's shitloads going on in here. And it's really entertaining and fun. It just makes you think, we've been doing this wrong all along. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah. It's true. We don't think,
1: have to be so fucking.
2: And it's true. And I think the, the problem is, a lot of these movies are made by white people. Whereas when you get yeah. black people involved, like, we don't spend all day sitting yeah. around going, oh my God, life's really hard. Like, we find all of this quite funny. Yeah. Like, it is, and it is ridiculous when you think, and racism it makes no sense right, mm-hmm. fundamentally. So um, it is important. Get Out's great because it's called Get Out. And you spend yeah. the whole movie going, get the hell out. <laughs> oh my God. From the, from the minute she bought him donuts, I was like, what's she buying him donuts for? She's up to something, get, get her out, out. <laughs> get the hell out of there. There's something <laughs> up with that. Donuts, donuts for breakfast is not healthy, right? <laughs> she's actually, she, you know, she, she she's wants feeding, something, yeah. she's a feeder. Something's up, <laughs> yeah, something's not right there. Uh, yeah, great out's a great movie, as yeah,
1: well. lovely, good, really good answer. Uh, what is the film objectively you think is the greatest film of all time? Might not be your favorite. But you go this is the pinnacle of cinema.
2: Yeah, that's I'm glad you said that because it's not my favorite movie, but okay. it is what I think is everything a kind of a um, movie should be. So the movie's heat. Oh, excellent. Which awesome. is a uh, I just everything about heat is kind of I just think it's flawless mm. really. And it's like ten hours long. Or whatever. Long. Like it's a really long movie, but you don't know. You sit through that and it will start off in its day and it'll finish. It'll be the next day.
1: <laughs>
0: um, are we still
2: watch it hate, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's really well cast. Yeah. Um f- for me to like a movie with just one black person, that's a big <laughs> that's di- you know, that's film. that's impressive. You know, uh, the black person's Dennis Haysbert, who the president twenty four. President, yeah. Of um but it's it's great and it's 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 I really like movies with kind of like where you don't know who the goodies and the baddies are, mm. where there's like personal conflict, where it's that kind of you've got the family versus the job, you've got the romance versus the being a criminal, it's got great lines in it, it's got great scenes, it's got the best shootout ever.
0: Yeah uh, and really,
2: really and I really like Michael Mann. I think he's a a, mm. a bit of a genius to sort of write and direct and have that kind of to have like that kind of um all, you can you can tell when you're watching a Michael Mann movie but at the same time they're all kind of different. Like yeah. if you compare it to Collateral, if you compare it to like Miami Vice yeah. <laughs> or whatever. They're all kind of different but they all have that kind of that his style. And he I'd love him to make a movie in London because yeah. he showcases cities really well. That's he a just great idea. he makes he, wherever, wherever his movies are set you finish those films really understanding the locations you know in yeah. a, I think it's all to do with those overhead shots that he does and the way he films you know the city, whether it's in restaurants or the houses he chooses or whatever um, so I really like Michael Mann um, and I like his I just like I just think he's a genius the way his his plots work out his characters but he if, I think if you want to be a filmmaker and you watch Heat that should be what you aim for um and if you're not aiming for that then you should probably just go and just accept you're gonna make the Blues Brothers again. <laughs> you're know? you gonna be yeah. serious. Yeah, you're not you're not you're, not, you're not, Yeah, that's a serious film he. I really enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Great answer. Hasn't come up on this, I don't think. Has it not? Really? No. That surprises me. Really good film. Possibly Albertino's last good performance?
2: Absolutely. Well what's he been in since? I can't even think loads of stuff. Yeah, but. I can't even think. Well him and Robert De Niro to be fair.
1: Well, De Niro's Val done uh, Meet the Little Fuckers since. Oh, <laughs> oh I that's think he's very good that, in that. That
2: classic, yeah. Um, but, and Val Kilmer as well, I would say. Yeah. What's he done since then? Oh, no, he?
1: well, he did uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's good in that. Oh, okay. Um, he's all right.
2: Was he before or after Batman? I can't
1: remember. Um, I think it was before. Before. Before, yeah. So, um, What is the one film that you could or have watched the most over and over again? <laughs>
2: The truth is, it's the Sound of Music. Great answer! It's, it's, that's the film I've probably seen the most in my life. I would I say I really like the Sound of Music. Probably I don't even get how good the script is in that movie. It has the best it's lines. A really good the film. The captain has the best put downs. Yeah. The the nuns have great put downs too. They throw so it's much a roast shade. Battle all over at, it. Yeah, yeah, there is. They're just. It's just the whole. It's just everybody. The nuns are roasting Maria. Yeah. Uh, the captain is is roasting the manager or oh, that wants to manage the the guy that wants to manage the the kids so to speak and the um, the great thing about the sound of music which I totally uh, doesn't get it doesn't get enough credit for this is that the women in it aren't like bitchy in actual fact what we forget Mm. is the captain's fiance or wife lets him go with Maria she rather than do what we normally do in Hollywood which would be like she'd just be the evil the evil old woman who's bitter she finally realises that the captain loves Maria and she's like okay fine do your thing which is like a really honourable thing to do and it probably happens more often in life then we realize, but in Hollywood or whatever, you always—it's always about oh that woman's jealous. Nah, she's evil. Go choose Maria, choose Maria. But in the end, it's like oh, you know what, man? She's like she does a she does her little thing at the beginning to try and kind of get him away, get her away from him. Then yeah. she realizes this is not going to work. Like they're they're supposed to run off and live in the mountains or whatever they do. Uh, but I really like sad music, and it's I watch it. I think again, like Animal Olympics is on all the time. Yeah, I think it's always on a New Year's Day. So that's my thing. I watch the of music. It's really um, good, the
1: sound of music. Yeah.
2: And on top of that, it does have like, the great songs as well. So if you, I'm not that into musicals, but I'm into the sound of music. It's
1: banger after banger sound of music. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Yeah.
2: Um, and what else? And Rolf, man. I remember being a young person. I hate, I never, I've never. i not forgiven him. He's the, was it Rolf? No, it's Rolf. Rolf's the guy who blows the whistle, so they're hiding in that grave, in that cemetery Oh, at the uh, end. sorry,
1: I thought you were talking about a different film. Oh, no, 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 like, no, He's, he's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. the guy that oh, yeah, the li- yeah, Liesel's yeah, in love yeah. with,
2: and eventually he blows the whistle at the end. So you always, I think when you're a kid, to have a movie stay in your memory for like a real long time, mm. you have to have an irrational hatred of someone that doesn't exist. <laughs> you, know, you have to be like, I, <laughs> I can't, and every time you watch it as a kid, because you're not that smart, you think maybe he won't do it this time. Right? Yeah. But he always blew that goddamn whistle.
1: And, Do you think that's why people got obsessed with Star Wars? They're like, bloody darn Yeah,
2: yeah? Possibly, yeah, yeah because, because you hate them theory. so much and you, you believe in that good versus evil narrative so much. Yeah. You just, you just, you're, just you're willing for the good person to win so badly. But then, obviously, at the end of the sound music, the nuns help them out by taking out the starter motor or whatever whatever bit of the car it is. And so you feel like it has that has that hooray moment. If you have a good hooray moment in a movie, it will stand the test of time. Like,
0: yay! Uh,
2: Which goes back to Black Handsman, uh, which has a great moment at the end where you think,
0: yeah!
1: Die! But then it has a really horrible moment.
2: (laughs) But then, yeah, then right at the end we get reminded that we shouldn't, it's just a movie, yeah. Yeah,
1: great, great answer. I don't like being negative, but we're going to do it quickly.
2: No, I love being negative. (laughs) What's
1: the worst film you've ever seen? Crash. Which one they put the, the Paul Sound- Haggis one, yeah, the one with the one LA. that
2: everyone said was a good film,
1: the one that it, won
2: best it picture. It won. It was just an all. I just don't. Yeah. What annoys me mm-hmm. about it just generally happens in Hollywood is just this kind of this self-congratulatory liberal bullshit. Oh, it's I just agree. Like, oh my god. It's like oh my god, we shouldn't be racist guys. Oh my <laughs> god, we're all the same. We're just people, <laughs> and it's just trash. It's just yeah. so trash. And um, you know, and it's just. Oh, just because you've given ludicrous an acting job doesn't mean you're not racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just and um, T- Terrence uh, Howard's Ter- in, it, not Ter- it? Yeah. yeah, and his character's annoying. Mm. It's not only div- and Sandra Bullock is annoying. <laughs> I mean, that's standard, I guess. The whole the whole thing is righteous and mm. just like what do you want Hollywood? A cookie? And this is mm. what annoys me. Like, when people feel like. There's, like, injustices, like, well, this film should have won the Oscar, this film should have won it. I just sort of think they give out the Oscars willy-nilly. Like, yeah. they just they don't care. And Could you imagine how little the people on that voting committee must have known about movies to give that a best... How little do you know? I bet, you know, those, those are people who still watch the Blues, blues Brothers. Like, yeah. You don't like films if you think that's the best film that was made that year. You can't. It's, you're you can't right, but I think
1: the reality is the Oscars is like it's politics. It's it's like what is a what is being campaigned for, and yeah. it's also what makes us look good. Yeah, but I think look, this is a film about race, so we're good if we pick this one. But it, they probably didn't even watch it.
2: Yeah, no. And when we when we talk about sort of the the liberal elites and how clueless they are, mm. that's a great example. Yeah. So this when America talks about when this whole conversation happened in America about people who sort of say Hollywood is out of touch and all these celebrities are out of touch and all these actors are out of touch, that would be a really good example yeah. of how they really are out of touch because um, it's 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 a crap film. It has nothing interesting to say. It has nothing interesting happens. It's 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 just very poor social commentary.
1: Yeah, and it's I think it's sort of the sort of thing, there's a film, I'm not going to mention it, there's a film coming that has been very beloved people (laughs) love it people love it critics love it it's like it
2: makes them feel better about themselves yeah i'm like
1: this is the most oversimplified fucking thing i've ever seen and i can't believe you're all going like because it makes them it almost i think films like that are god sometimes i think films like that do more harm than good because in a way it's almost like some people feel like I've seen that film. I've done my bit now. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like, yeah.
2: It's like I saw the help. And yeah, the- <laughs> yeah,
1: we're cured now. It's
2: basically Emperor's New Clothes, I think, mm. and it's it's basically like just fil- Yeah, it's films about race made by people who already have the privilege of race, <laughs> Yeah. and they don't have to. They don't. They don't feel obliged to have any difficult conversations um, at all. Uh, which is why I like Black Panther,
1: and also yeah, Black Panther's got a fucking lot going on. Yeah, it's got a lot going on, Sim- and they'
2: And it doesn't have the answers. And it doesn't. Yeah. It's not all happily ever after, um, and it's and it's realistic. It makes and it makes sense. It mm. applies to the real world. I think if you're going to talk about race, what you make has to apply to the real world because race is a very real thing. Yeah. You can't talk about race and make a movie like the Animal Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this this line from Africa. <laughs> it's like, like you can't. It can have nothing. The two things are very different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll look out for that. No, I won't look out for that movie. It will do my head in. It won't Maybe,
1: listen, I might be wrong because everyone loves it, but I saw it and I was like, what, are you joking? This is like a film you'd watch on a plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyway, what is the film that made you laugh the most? You're in comedy. What's the funniest one?
2: Oh, if everybody that's does my it, if, if That's my boy? That's <laughs> my It, it might, <laughs> might well do, might actually. Be. I might see it. it White might be chicks. A, I'll, have, I'll tell you, the, the funniest movie ever made is Coming to America.
1: Okay,
2: and that's pretty. I've, yeah. I've not, I've not found the movie. And there are funny <clears throat> movies out there. There were funny movies before Coming to America, and there's been funny <laughs> movies after it. But Coming to America to this day is the only movie that I can watch over and over again, and everything, um, everything that
1: makes me laugh about that. for Do you know brilliant. who directed Coming to America? Yeah,
2: and this is how bad him is. I know that he has a poster that says "See you next Wednesday" in all his movies. Yes. I can't remember his name. What's his, his name? His name is John Landis. John Landis, genius. Um,
1: do you know who directed the Blues Brothers? Your John Landis. I John know. Landis. I, know. You I hate know. him.
2: I hate the Blues Brothers, okay? Uh, but I love coming to. Everyone, I've told some rubbish jokes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've had. You, you say you saw me and I was great. I'll tell you right now, I've performed 45 minutes of silence. Uh, I've done it, Don't me. Really. I've done it you know it was, it was yeah, them not no. me it was not me it was them yeah. but I've done it so we've all had bad gigs and he had a bad gig with the Blues Brothers okay? but John <laughs> but he Lime, made up for Coming it to America, he did Trading Places too, didn't he yeah. yeah so those two films are great but I think Coming to America just edges it in terms of how funny it is Coming to and America
1: holds up I watched it recently it's, it holds it's, up.
2: and it's got little it's kind of I think the best funny movies in fact the best funny anything have all kinds of humour so it's got like the physical humour yeah. it's got the writing it's got little moments that are just funny you're um, really if he's really a prince, I'll marry you. It, yeah, yeah. But everything about that, her voice, what she's wearing, you know, is great. Um, what's good, the funniest bit of that movie is a bit that like probably pe- everyone forgets. It's a bit where um, Eddie Murphy and uh, James Earl Jones are walking through like the palatial gardens and yeah. an elephant just like, yeah, <laughs> just, just, like walk, just walks past them. And it's just genius. Like yeah. everything about that is brilliant and it's hilarious. And there's nothing more to say about... Actually, the funniest bit in the movie is when you see a landlord shouting at a tenant and he's like, you're a wrenched you, motherfucker. Don't pull that falling down the stairs shit on me. Are you conscious? That's hilarious. I cry every time that bit happens. <laughs> I'm laughing now. Everything about that movie's is great. I love it.
1: Good film. Good answer. You yeah. can have it.
2: Great. I can have it. Yeah. Have it. That's good.
1: Um, you've been brilliant. Oh,
2: have I? Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank have you. you, for you?
1: Having... No, thank you. Uh, but the thing is, when... You spent a week on drugs. You did XC on Monday, you did uh, ketamine on Tuesday, you did cocaine on Wednesday, yeah. you did heroin on Thursday, and you did meth on Friday. I did. And then you ran into the street and you got hit by a car and killed. Uh, when you, we went to pick up your body, the car had gone straight over Because of all the drugs that were in you, mm. weirdly, your body, uh, it, it sort of pickled. <laughs> so, the, so the car, it didn't, uh. it didn't really break you. It just sort of spread you out uh. and... Uh, you're in like you look actually sort of like yourself, but like a sort of um, but
2: like peanut butter. Yeah,
1: yeah, almost almost like a cartoon. Like you look like uh, what's it called? Like Stretch Armstrong? or like you look just oh, stretched, right. yeah. stretched out. So we peeled your body off the road. It brought yeah. bits of road with it. Unfortunately, uh, anyway, we put you in your coffin But because you've been spread out so much. We're just jamming you in this coffin. Yeah, it's packed. It's absolutely packed. The coffin. There's yeah. no room. And there's now only room for <laughs> one DVD that we can slip in for you to take to the other side. And on the other side, there's movie night. And one movie night is going to be your movie night. What's the film that you are showing to everyone in heaven?
2: Oh, I can repeat a movie that I've you talked can. about. It's The Lion King, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, That, that will make
2: everyone in... And also, people in heaven will be like, you know, they don't want to think about how bad the earth is or think about how good the earth is. The yeah. Lion King is everything that's good about the earth. It's good. It's even, even Scar's great in it.
1: I love Scar. Scar's Great brilliant.
2: song he's got, and Jeremy Irons as well. I mean, the, the casting of The Lion King is so good. It's yeah. just so good for me. Like, it's just on the money. Even Elton John's yeah. soundtrack in it. It's like, of yeah. course, who else would, who else could do this? Only Elton. So yeah, it'd be The Lion King, and I'd watch it with Malcolm X, and and Richard Pryor would have a great time oh wow what a fucking night
1: <laughs> what a night and if they haven't seen the language yet, you're going to blow their fucking minds yeah, yeah yeah they'll be like wow uh, this is what we've been missing yeah I want to go back <laughs> Um right Athena you've been excellent thank you very much for coming on the show thank you very much is me. there anything you would like to plug or tell us before you go um,
2: just because I'm on a bit of hiatus yeah. which would normally call maternity leave but it's not because I'm not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> no one's paying me to not play their clubs unfortunately. Um just find me on social media and when I'm back working again I'll have all sorts of things happening. Um so I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, and you can mine all my handles are my name. I don't have a weird name. It's just Athena Cobbin. You haven't got like I'm not called Dread Girl or nothing, it's just my name. Okay. Just, just fine. <laughs> so just find me on and say hello um, and tell me what happens at the end of Contact because I can't remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna in I'm going to reread Contact because yeah. I, I, I said I loved the book and I can't remember what the hell happens in it. Um, but I'm, I'm right about the Nigerian guy. There's a Nigerian guy in it. There is. And I, no, a Nigerian, oh, in the, con- in the book. There's it, a Nigerian astronaut, yeah.
1: Instead of Jodie Foster?
2: <laughs> no, no, there's an additional one. Oh, okay. He's got loads of astronauts in it. Oh, great. Yeah, from around the world.
1: All right. If anyone knows the answer to that, please uh, tweet Athena. Athena, you've been excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show. I let you go to heaven with uh, the Lion King. And uh, I hope I see you at a gig soon. Good day to you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Good day to you.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> So that was episode 32. Please head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you can also help support the show and find the full 15 minutes more chat with Athena and any other treats that might be hiding there. If you do enjoy the show, please subscribe, give it five stars and a nice review for the simple reason apparently it helps our numbers, means more people get to hear it, I can keep making it, etc, etc, until we all die, or the internet explodes and we all die again. Thank you so much to Athena for doing it. Thanks to Scrubius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. And thank you all for listening. Next week, you're in for a treat. I've got a really, really funny episode with Empire Magazine's Chris Hewitt. But in the meantime, have a lovely time and please be excellent to each other.